Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This message will self-destruct. What time is the danger? What time is the danger? It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Oh! 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 the fan. 24 Reno. Blue Poncho. Blue Poncho. Blue Poncho. Red Poncho. Red Poncho. Red Poncho. Red What is happening? How we doing? How we feeling? I think that's my favorite open of the entire week. Is it? When we get the quarterback calls. Oh, yeah. Red Pacho! Red Pacho! I love that. That's a great way to start the show. I love me some good Can we start sounds. the show that way every day? Can we just put those into the open? That, just, a, that gets me going at 6 a.m. football day every day? I, I, I mean, mean I don't know. Is. I mean, We're on the, the brink show. of having like 80,000 bowl games that nobody wants, so it it almost will be football every day. Does it? Will it be special if it's every day? That's that's always yeah, the that's question. A valid point. That's a valid point. We yeah. talk about it Monday through Friday. <laughs> of course it's every day. It's like 97% of the show. I get through Friday's show. Like by t- the end of today, I will get out of this building, I will step in my car, and I will go, damn it. I didn't talk about that game. I missed that game. And I care a lot about that game. We should have talked more football. Is there, like, noises you can pull for other sports? Are there basketball noises? Uh, yeah, I mean, you get press conference stuff, but not like... But not like on the field. It's got to be like on the field. Like, hey, like, do you communicate switches? Should we pull that audio on the defensive end of the floor? Screen, 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 screen. <laughs> squeaks or swishes oh, sound. Yeah. Squeaks would be good. Yeah. I'm thinking of the, like scary movie when they do the dribbling thing. Like get that sound effect in the background. That's the old a, Nike commercial. Yeah, it's a good way to start a, a basketball Tuesday. My brother-in-law sent me a uh, a golf thing, and it said the sweetest sounds in life. And it was a guy swishing a shot and quickly pivoted to the next video. It was a guy just clean hitting a drive off a tee. <laughs> Bing. And I just no, it was like that. That you know that like a little bit of the grass. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I thought I, I said those are probably the two best sounds in all of sports: the swish and the driver, yeah. the flush driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like you're, a, you're good... a little biased to the swish. The swish is a good sound. Sure. Is it the crack of a bat when you absolutely crush one? Because it sounds different. It where does. you just like hit sweet a... spot, ma- massive home yeah. run. It it does, but like it's so quickly drowned out by the crowd if it's a home home run. Like if if it's Bonds, not the immediate crack of the bat though. As you soon hear as somebody that. like Bonds hit it, it's just like because <gasps> like you can just feel it. Like at the Seattle Mariner Brave game I went to, there were like five home runs hitting that thing, and dangers. Yeah, I, I think the big dumper had one, and he hit one, and as soon as he hit it, like the whole stadium stood to its feet. I mean, he's the big dumper. Why would you not? But you can just tell. Like you just know it when you hear it, see it, and it's yeah. so. But it's so instantaneous. But I guess to your point, like if it's in an empty baseball stadium, it's different. COVID baseball. <laughs> it's not like you're really hearing the swish during an NBA game that much. No, no, you don't. I actually was thinking, so I think we're also sleeping on the knocking of pins down on a perfect strike. I mean, come on. It's a good sound. I just bowled last weekend, actually. Did you really? You yeah. went bowling? I had a few. Yeah, it was my nephew's birthday party. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's a quality sports sound. Yeah, it's not, it's not the first two, though. Do you know who you are? I am. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's a quality sports. Set. I was thinking about this though last night watching the uh, the Thursday night game because that game was truly horrific, like on a lot of levels. Really, uh, awful, just awful. Really, awful. awful. You like, thought it was awful? There was, was a snoozer. There was two Josh really? Allen highlights that were like, "Wow, that was really cool," and everything else about yeah. that game sucked. Like if you were a but... Bills fan, I think you're pretty excited because yeah. Josh Allen did what you want him to do. He was methodical. He didn't get too wild and crazy. He just carved up the Patriots and took what Bill Belichick gave them, and they hmm. treated them. I mean, it was basically like they gave the Patriots a shot of Novocaine and put them to sleep. Uh, but I was thinking during the game last night, well, I think the broadcasting had a big part of that, too. I just, I'm just i out on Michaels and Herb Street. They put me to sleep. Yeah, There's Al's, no chemistry. Al's kind of sleepy. I'm just, Herb Street doesn't bring like energy or humor or anything in a ball I think they were game. frozen last night. That could, that could have been it. But what I was thinking about during the game, speaking of sounds, was how bad the fan atmosphere is at the Patriots stadium. Yeah. Uh, it's been awful since they went from Foxborough Stadium. And the music that they play, like in between downs, to like get try and get people revved up. It just it was like oh, it bad all around. Like mm. they started playing the the uh the Edwin Diaz trumpet sound after like a second down stop. Uh, and it's like this is what we're doing at football games and that's a New York thing. You're in Boston. Like that's when you hear that that's Edwin Diaz. Why are we trying to steal that to other stadiums? Well, the Patriots built that stadium uh, probably over a decade ago, but I remember thinking in the moment because I loved old Foxborough. Old Stadium. Foxborough Stadium. It kind of reminded me of old Parker Stadium in Corvallis. <laughs> like it just wasn't that big. That was and, tiny. Yeah. But people packed it in there, and it was loud, and it was a hostile environment. It's not that different a feel for me than when the Yankees tore down old Bronx. One hundred percent the same thing. They, yeah. they they sold out completely, and they went way too corporate. And I'd imagine most of the people. Like, the real fans can't regularly afford to go to those games anymore like they once did at Foxborough. And, like, Yankee Stadium, it has moments here and there. But, like, the Patriots, I'm not saying it's not a home field advantage because the success would point to the fact that it is. I think that had a lot to do with Brady. Sure. But I, I never get excited about games in New England because I don't think the I don't think it sounds exciting. I, I think it sounds yeah. actually kind of boring. Like, even on the Marcus Jones touchdown, 
It was like, that's not that loud. No, I was thinking the same thing last night. Like this, it, it, it was a perfect combination of boring, that the game wasn't super close or intriguing. The Patriots offense looks like it's from 1964. The broadcasters were asleep. The sounds in the stadium were not. Like, it was just everything about that game was bad. They have, like, a lot of teams have their calling, like, their third down thing. Like, the Beavers, you rub your chainsaw, third down. Everybody's got their thing that they like to play. And theirs is the Foghorn. They play the Foghorn on third down. Their DJ was playing music over the Foghorn on third down. Can we get on the same page here? It was driving me nuts when I was watching it last Foghorn's night. Foghorn's an interesting call. The Niners play Foghorn when they score a touchdown. They go, they go touchdown. A lot of people do touchdown. They go third down on the Foghorn. And I'm okay with that. It's always been New England's thing. That and, you know, hey, it's third down. Got to get a stop. But then you're playing, like, you know, Michael Jackson in the background, and you're distracting me. That's not necessary. Uh, so I, I want to get to something you you said there because I, I'll, I'll save the Bills stuff to the next segment because I think it carries over into some NFL games I want to talk about today. Are we lip-reading Mac Jones and what he yelled at his coaching staff? I, I think Warren Sharp nailed it. <laughs> I think he did too. Yeah, <laughs> Throw the ball. The run game sucks. Uh, by the way, yesterday, I guess I pushed back on you saying that game was boring. I, okay. had, I had like four bets laid for that game. Oh, well, that, I mean, that'll make any game interesting. There's no doubt about that. And I hit three of the four. The one that I hit that I wanted to hit the most, I needed Singletary. I had him at 50-plus alternate rushing yards. It was a parlay prop bet that I made. He finished with 51. 51, baby. <laughs> 51. So I watched that thing closely. I was, I, <laughs> You're there all the way to the end. I had an eye on that game. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Let's get this. I didn't do a lot of props. One of them I did, though, I, I, I took Josh Allen over 29 and a half rushing yards because he's been running the ball yeah. so much, and he ended up with 20. Well, I saw a BetQL thing on Twitter right before the kick, and it was like, we're over on Allen 40 yards rushing. And I thought, eh, actually, I could see that. Yeah. So I went over as the one of the bets I lost. I put him over. He finished with 23. Yeah. I want to get to what you're saying, because I've noticed this too. Michaels, I alerted you to this week one. I said, like, he's he's getting up there in the age ladder, man. He's it, cashing checks now. Yeah, it, it, there's a real cashing check. And look, I will say this too. You can argue with me about that's not professional or pave way for the next exciting thing. Michaels is such a legend that I'm willing to say, eh, he's kind of earned this. Let him let him ride out when he wants to. You get one more contract. Uh Herb Street is one that I think is really smart. He knows the game. He clearly is stretched way too thin. And I, I don't I don't even think this is a debate. I, I if we're just being honest about broadcasting, I, I've been watching a couple game days this year, and I watch this NFL game every week. There are a lot of general statements, generalized <laughs> statements. Like when they go through the gauntlet of college football teams at the pick section of the game day show. Love their athleticism. Love their speed. Yeah, it's 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 very Real gritty team. Yeah, generalized. <laughs> they have experience up on the front seven. <laughs> and, and there's not really like any nuanced, detailed no. dive into it. And look, I don't expect them to know everything about every team. But when you're given the keys to the the number one spot of college football, you know, it's no different than Nurk getting seventy million. There are expectations that should come along with that. You're a primetime game, standalone game. And his 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 way of calling college games with Fowler works fine. His way of calling that in the NFL doesn't. Because I don't think he provides a whole lot of depth with the analysis. Nope. And I just I, I largely listen to him and I, I realize I do, I'm listening to him and I don't know what he's saying. Because I just kind of tune it out. You ever listen to somebody talks yes. too much? And that's kind of what I've been doing with Herb Street. I don't think the approach works in the NFL. 
Like, you need to be diving in and giving me more detail. And right now, I, I just feels like it's very generalized stuff because he's flying to game day site and then to college game that he got to call. And then he's got to fly to NFL City uh, probably on a Wednesday or Tuesday and then dive into the NFL game and then fly. By, you know what I mean? He's, he's also just, on the ranking show every Tuesday when it comes out to break down the top 25. Yeah, yeah I just I, I do. I do believe. And, and Stephen A has reached this level for me, though, for different reasons. I do think these people are being stretched way too thin, and I don't think it's fun and entertaining to have them on every single platform and thing that I have and consume in my life. I think there should be other people that open up avenues. Give me more Pat McAfee and a little less Kirk Herbstreit. Amen to that. McAfee would be great. He would be far more entertaining. There would be a humor aspect to it. And I, yeah, I, I've been kind of out ever since they made the announcement because he's not an NFL guy. And I know he called one or two NFL games a year with Fowler. They do that at the end of the season in like January. Uh, but there, there's a difference when you follow the sport. And I thought there was a great example of it last night. I don't know if you guys caught this, but it was sometime in the second or third quarter, and they were talking about Stephon Diggs and how good he's been and going over his numbers since coming to Buffalo. Kirk Herbstreet did not know that the tra- the first-round pick that Minnesota got in return for the Stephon Diggs trade was used to draft Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I heard that too. Yeah. Like that is one of the more known things about the NFL. Like, hey, what a win-win trade that you got an immediate receiver uh, upgrade, or not upgrade, but replacement for Stephon Diggs in that deal. It turned out to be a great trade for both teams. They got Diggs, you got Jefferson. Like, we've known that for three years. Yeah. That's been well-known in NFL circles that that was the trade. And he he was like, wow, yeah, you told me that yesterday, Al, and I couldn't believe it. What a win-win deal. It's like th- this is the part of calling NFL games when you're not plugged into the league 24-7. You're going to miss a lot of stuff, and he's not. He hasn't been. And so I, I think there's also an aspect of he he just has a very vanilla personality to me. Uh, he doesn't give in to any of the Michaels banter. Michaels or... would try and give it like funny barbs and one-liners, and he he will not play along with it at no, all. He's, he's not that guy. And so I, I they are easily the bottom of the rung of national broadcasts in the NFL. I, I, I have to agree with you that. You take Nance and Romo over them. Yep. Uh, I think Tarico and Collinsworth are great. Uh, Buck and Aikman, obviously. Like I'd take all those guys. The, the crew that is not getting enough respect for how good they are and I truly enjoy every single weekend, is Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Olson's good. Greg Olson is really good. I think Burkhart's the best guy that Fox has right now. I like him a lot better than Joe Davis. Joe Davis is a lot of yelling, and Burkhart, I think, is a little more nuanced as a play-by-play guy. (laughs) Joe Davis is like um, white Gus Johnson to me. Yes. Like, (laughs) stop yelling, please. Like, I get it. It was a great catch. I know. Like, you know, can we just take it from like a 13 to an 8? That would that would be perfect. Yeah. But I when when the news came out about Fox making that play for for Brady, my initial reaction was, wait a minute. Greg Olson's great. So we're just kick, like Greg Olson gets booted down to like the tier 3 broadcast cuz you want to hire a guy that's never called a game before, you have no clue if he's going to be any good at it. Like, Greg Olson is a damn good color analyst. You're convinced Brady's still going to do that job? I'm, I'm not, not convinced that he's going to. I, but I, I could see that contract being null and void. It I, was yeah. it was my reaction when they hired him, and I don't know why NFL networks, televisions, like I'm all for broadcasters making as much money as possible. We don't watch this game for broadcasters. 42 million people watched Cowboys and Giants on Thanksgiving, and it had nothing to do with the broadcasters. No, I mean, that's an age-old argument in itself. I know ESPN's former president, John Skipper, said this. He said they they never saw evidence that broadcasters changed people's viewing habits of games. No, going from Tarico and Gruden to Tessator and Booger and whoever, Jason Witten. To- yeah, and I, but I would say, like, we all have our favorites. We have ones we oh, don't like. But, 
largely, and I've said this before, I like you mentioned the Tessa tour. I hated that broadcast. I you thought mean, it was one of the worst ever. Right. If you gave me a great game, it's on all day. <laughs> You're watching a good Monday Night Football game. That's a no-brainer. Maybe I'll turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, if I can't stand the broadcast crew, I'll turn it down. Yeah, turn some music on or something, find a radio call. There's ways around it. Hell, listen to it in Spanish for fun for a game. Mm, a little Telemundo <laughs> Press action. the SAP button. Let's yeah. get weird here, huh? God, I miss you, you miss when they they tell you about that, the SAP button back in the day. Press the SAP button, listen to the game in Spanish. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. Well, we got a loaded show. There's a lot to discuss. KT is not hopping on. KT seems to fly out on Fridays at our 6:30 segment. But I got his picks. He gave him ahead of time. He texted me at 4 a.m. Um, and he let me know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be on this week. Maybe next week. We'll see what happens with that. We're, our clock is dwindling here. It's December. December at the fan is it's pretty obvious. I think to most P1s, uh, like Sukanic already has three commercials that are the exact same. <laughs> hey. Is he gone for the whole month? Is he coming back? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is he here? Don't, don't. I didn't listen. Don't to ruin show. my Friday. Don't start in His with commercial this. for okay. like three different companies <laughs> okay. is, hey, happy holidays from the Zucanics. We're going to Mexico. <laughs> I'm in Mexico. <laughs> and I think that's his way of saying, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. And so that's what the month of December is. So we only have so many shows uh, left here in the uh, year of 2022. Our Lord, I'm glad you didn't bring up Kanye in the first segment. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not talking about. Truthfully, that. glad you did. The dude is a Nazi. Yeah. He's been a Nazi for a while. Yes, he is. He, there's a funny Chris Paul thing that people are trying to laugh about and have trend, and it was a distraction, and it worked perfectly. And now Chris Paul is trending on Twitter because of a tweet, and it's like, dude, this this guy is nuts. He's a Nazi. Yeah. And anybody who supports him, yeah, yeah screw insane. you. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, I didn't, I'm glad you didn't bring it up. Um, all right, well, Sprite Line at eight thirty. You got your picks ready. I do. I got them locked in. Oh, I already okay. made my parlay. Oh, really? Yeah. Hello. I got my picks, too. I'm excited. Swag's got Two his Two and picks. one last week, except uh, KT went 3-0 last week. He did. KT went 3-0? He yeah, went 3-0 last week. Yeah, I went 2-1 and lost the I know game. we and him had the Jets pick together. Uh, so yeah, he hit on the Jets. What else? Air Force covered and Penn uh, State covered by a point. They won by 19. Wow. Lucky little SOB. So we'll get to Sprague line at 830. Uh, a lot to discuss. Dirt and Sprague, we get it going. on the. Fa- How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. There's Jordan Poyer last night in the postgame. The Bills get the win. Is that a pick? Yeah. The ball didn't survive the ground, Brandon. He maintains the ball doesn't hit the ground. The ball got loose. Yeah, but he's out of bounds. You have to maintain control. It's a dumb rule. You guys can say what you want. It's a dumb rule. It's a that's a catch every single day that you've ever played football in your life. And, Nobody knows what it catches. And crickets, club. because you know I'm right. They had the same thing last week in the New England Minnesota game where I thought that was a touchdown. The ball, the Hunter Henry the, play, the, yeah. it moved ever so slightly as it touched the ground. He didn't survive the ground. It's a whole thing. I'm with you there, but. Yeah, I thought it was dumb. I tweeted, and then they took it away, and I'm like, well, should I delete this? <laughs> I just left it up. I just, well, I saw hawk, man. I, once I saw the secondary camp, they held the the picture of the video through it, and then I saw it crawl up his shoulder. I was like, oh, this is coming back. Yeah, you kind of had a feeling they'd call it back. Like that, that at was, least give this, the crew <clears throat> excuse me, credit for turning it, like not reviewing it. They just had the, like, I love how randomly they'll use the guy in the booth. To alert them to change a call. Well, no, I think that's the NFL. If there's something that's clear and they don't need to go back and yeah, so I'm saying like they just call in. down and yeah. just go, hey, save us the time. We don't yeah. need to go watch this. If you so don't I'm think that's a catch, that. call it. Not why a catch. we can't have a sky judge is beyond me. I don't know why. Isn't every turnover reviewed though? Yeah, every turnover is reviewed. Sometimes though, they'll have the referee go do it. But I think other times. We're seeing it more now when it's clear. They just buzz down and say, yeah. hey, you guys missed this. It's not a catch but any other any other instance they don't review that unless there's a red flag thrown correct yes so like i hear what you're saying but we're giving well it's an intercept every inter i mean what are we giving credit for here i just like that they didn't go stand underneath the hood and watch for 10 minutes minutes to review the play over and over and over again sure sure i still think that's a catch (laughs) yeah yeah i agree with you what a career he's had by the way i know career man he's such a better player than i thought he would be I knew he was a great athlete. Yeah. I knew that. I have a tweet, and you can go find it somewhere on the timeline. Mm-hmm. I think I tweeted, Poyer's the better athlete. Rashad Reynolds is better in one-on-one coverage. <laughs> Rashad Reynolds lasted like a year. He'd been in the league since 2013. He's a pro bowler. He's like an all-NFL. Yeah. Well, actually, I think he's missed on the all-pro stuff, and I think that's pissed people off. I'd imagine at some point. You know there's 7-0 and when he plays. Not that he's the quarterback or anything, but... Yeah, there the, is impact with him. He does orchestrate the back end of that defense. He does. He makes up for a lot. And they lost Micah Hyde earlier to yep. injury this year, and so he's been banged up. He's wearing the Gronkowski arm elbow brace thing just to be able to play. It looks like a Terminator out there. He does, man. It's unbelievable. He's he's found himself a nice little home in uh, in Buffalo. Where are you guys at on the Buffalo Bills? Are are they the favorite for you guys? 
No, they're actually not for me. They're not my favorite either. I don't know that they're the favorite. They're a favorite. Yeah, they're in the mix. Of course they are. They got a lot of issues, though, man. Their offensive line is not great. No, Um, see, watching Quisenberry hobble around out there because their starting left tackle was injured, that's not good. Allen took a couple of big shots. He was only sacked twice, got back to the line of scrimmage, but he took some big shots because of pressure that was coming. Uh, They they struggled at times to run the football. It's not a super – I know they got it going a little bit last night with Cook, especially in the first half, but when you look at their numbers on the season, they're not, you know, a dominant rushing attack, which sometimes you need in playoff games and cold weather in the second half to try and churn out a clock or, you know, let's kill eight minutes here and try and run, run the football when we got a lead in Kansas City, for example. Uh, so that's an issue. And they have so many damn injuries on the defensive side. I'm I'm not going to overreact to New England struggling against them. New England's offense is horrible. It has been basically for the entire year. It's a couple outlier games here or there. Uh, but just, I mean, we're a, a week removed from Detroit moving it pretty consistently on them and them having to eke out a win over the Lions. I just, they, they, they're banged up and they got a lot of stuff they got to figure out. They're one of the teams that's in the mix. But I, I would not call them the favorite right now. Are they in your top three? Yeah, they're in the top three. Yeah. 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 So who are ahead in of the, them? In the AFC or overall? I'm talking about overall. Cause uh, they're right I, still, I still think if they get enough guys back healthy, they should be in the AFC title game against the Chiefs. I, I know there's some other teams that are getting it together in the they're AFC. They're not even leading their division. I know. I, I, Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's ahead of them in the division. Miami already beat them head to head. And Miami yeah. takes them on in a couple of weeks. They've got San that'll Francisco be Chargers that'll be huge Eagles. for them if they win that. Then they are even. There's still an ass. I mean, there's still the can the Kansas City factor that I think you have to throw yeah. in there. I know Buffalo beat them in the regular season. They've lost to them back to back years in the playoffs. Uh, and so I I can't forget that Miami beat them head to head. I think Cincinnati is is finding their groove and they're doing it without you, a guy you could argue is their second best player. Uh, they got a big one this weekend against Kansas City, but they got off to a slow start right out of the gate. You know, kind of dropping a couple of games in the first month. They've figured it out since then. And I think all three of those teams are, are right there in the AFC picture, and that's not counting a Philly who you can't throw out. I think San Francisco is as balanced as anybody in the NFL and has the ability to play elite level defense. So I, I think the, all of these teams are mixed together, and Buffalo somewhere in that picture you know the one that was hard for me yesterday we talked to Ken Barkley about this of of you know kind of some of the preemptive favorites in the NFC because the AFC is pretty cut and dry it's Miami Kansas City Buffalo you know if you want to throw Baltimore into that Cincinnati as you mentioned has been playing better and they've got that tilt against the Chiefs that that's easy the NFC is a question I have no idea how to gauge the NFC he said a team yesterday, and, and I, I readily admit, I hate this team with every fiber of my being. But if, if I felt differently, I'd be honest about it. He said Dallas. And the hardest thing for me to do with teams, like Allen and the Bills, I think, are absolutely a preemptive favorite. My, one of my biggest problems, not just their offensive line, he's very lax with the ball. He runs. Yeah, he had a bad fumble last night. Yeah, well, he's so big, though, that people bounce off him. And I think routinely because that happens, he's like, I'm strong enough to hold this ball and still run and stiff arm somebody. And that makes me nervous. He also is willing to throw passes that sometimes I like when you give guys a shot. He threw one into double coverage yesterday to Diggs. And I'm like, "Mm." playoff games can cost you. Mm -hmm. Every possession is valuable. They're still one of the best. Ken Barkley saying the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know about you guys. Swag, Swag's a fan, so he might be. A yeah, but I have here. too much scar tissue. I've seen him, <laughs> you know, have tremendous regular seasons, and then the playoffs comes around, and the pucker factor goes in. I don't trust your quarterback. I don't trust spot, our quarterback either. And I sure as hell don't trust your coach. 
You're, no. You're a, you're not a very disciplined football team. Nope. A lot of stupid penalties on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and so he said Dallas, and I, I get the pieces of why Dallas should be in this, but for me, they just, mm, like, I'll, I'll back it up, too. For all those things that worry me, like San Francisco being cons- ultra conservative in spots is dumb to me. Shanahan's always kind of had that part of him. Yes, he has. He'll kick a field goal on fourth and two instead of going for it because he wants to lead six to nothing. And I, he, I think he's relying on his defense and not letting Jimmy throw the ball yeah. away. But like Ken says, Dallas yesterday, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I trust Dak, and I don't know. I don't really feel confident in Mike McCarthy. So I think that's a, as a sports fan, I think we're all in the same boat where you need to see it to believe it. And I, we've when we see Dallas in the playoffs, all we see is letdown. All we see is disappointment. That's been the case for how for twenty years, thirty years. I mean, it's nineteen ninety six. Since nineteen ninety six, Tony Romo was that way. Couldn't win big playoff games. Dak Prescott's been that way. Can't win big playoff games. Like I can sit here and say, well, I'm not sure about Buffalo. They've been banged up, and Allen's got the elbow issue, and they can't run the football very well, and their offensive line is. They were in an AFC title game two years or two years ago. They were 13 seconds away from beating Kansas City last year. Like, I've seen Buffalo have success in the playoffs, whereas Dallas goes, and it's almost a guarantee, like, watch them. They're going to lose. Here it comes. And the 49ers go in and beat them in Dallas last year. The argument for Dallas that people will make, and it's what Ken was making, I've seen a lot of other people make it. There's two things, the travel and that you can rely on, you you think at least, in, in postseason football. The ability to play defense and the ability to run the ball. And Dallas has those two things. They have one of the best defenses in the league. And you have Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and that offensive line, and they can they can run the football on people. And I think that's why folks fall in love with Dallas. I tend to agree with you that there there needs to be a proven factor of like, hey, when you get in the playoffs, is your coach going to call a quarterback draw with no timeouts left and let the clock expire? Is he is he learned from that mistake? Is Dak Prescott not going to throw a bad you know game crippling interception in a critical moment? Like Jimmy Garoppolo can get away with mistakes because his team is so talented around him. I don't think Dak has that level of production at wide receiver, tight end, and running back the way that Garoppolo does in San Francisco. And I don't think, despite the fact that Shanahan can occasionally get conservative, he doesn't have the coaching that Jimmy Garoppolo has. But that's why the 49ers make runs in the playoffs. And I think people are looking for that. And who, who is the other 49er team out there? There's morons that try and credit Jimmy Garoppolo because of the win-loss record without him in San Francisco without failing to mention who were the other quarterbacks that played there, Nick Mullins and some dude from Iowa that nobody's heard from ever again. Like, let's not act like they were competent NFL quarterbacks. The 49ers go on playoff runs because they can play defense and they can run the ball. And maybe Dallas is that, but they got to they got to prove it until I can believe it. I want to get to one of the other big games this weekend as both sides are leaning into the trash talk. And I that makes me excited for the matchup even more than I already am. So I want to get to that coming up next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 53% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I think the NFL's got some great games this weekend. And Kansas City and Cincinnati, we talked about who you buy as legit contenders in the National Football League and where Buffalo kind of is and how to feel about Dallas. There's a big tilt in Miami, San Francisco. We'll talk with Matt Mayoko, who covers the Niners for the NBC Sports affiliate in the Bay Area. We'll talk to him at 730 today uh, because it's a McDaniels-Shanahan game. You know, two of the preemptive offensive minds. There's some really good pieces on NBC Sports Bay Area about the relationship and you know, McDaniel kind of coming up. They never knew each other, and then one day Gary Kubiak stepped into their Bronco <laughs> uh, office, and Kyle was just hammering away on stuff. And then in walks Mike McDaniel, and they just he makes him sit right next to Shanahan. They never met before then, and here you go, you got this now. And so we'll talk with Matt Mayoko about that and where he thinks the Niners kind of slot themselves in this NFC picture as well. Uh, we'll get to the college football stuff. We got to hear from Klievkoff and talk about uh, some of the dealings going on in the world of college football. We've got a lot of conference championships this weekend. we got USC-Utah tonight, and so we'll get into that as well. But Kansas City and Cincinnati, boy, oh, boy, what an AFC championship game that was last <laughs> year where it went from you thinking, oh, Kansas City's going to win this one 42-10. to Blow them out. And I, I remember going into that game. We, I, I think I had said something to the effect of, Buffalo, Kansas City was the AFC Championship. It was a Super Bowl for a lot of people. Yes, it Those was. are the two best teams in the league. Whoever wins that game is going to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> and Cincinnati went into Kansas City, got a goal line stand, going into the half, and somehow rallied, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs just broke. They, they were a broken offense in the second half. Mahomes threw a costly pick, and Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl, and they ended up coming up short. But they're taking on each other again, and this is a bit of a revenge spot, Dirt. And I love when teams lean into the trash talk. And we've had that a little bit this year on both sides. And I'm really looking forward to this one. 
So here's Hayden. Was it Hayden Hurst? We got Hurst, right? Well, let's do Justin Reed first. You want to do Justin Reed because first? Because okay. Hurst then responded. Okay. They asked him about the con- his comments. Okay. The big-time tackles, explosive plays, um, a lot of it's going to come down to making the play on the ball. You know, and they have 88 um, Higby. No, it's not, it's not Higby. It was with the Rams. Um, what's his name? It is Higgins. It's Higgins. Higby and Higgins. Uh-huh. They're going to have him back. He's a very talented receiver, too. More of a finesse type of guy. Um, not the best blocker. Um, I'm going to lock him down. You know, <laughs> straight up. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to come out of the game, like I said, play our best game and go out and do it. Okay. So he gets the tight end's name wrong. Yeah, so he doesn't know who it is. He then says Higgins. I'm going to lock Higgins him is down. 85. Yep. Hurst is 88. And here was Hayden Hurst hearing about that in his response. I laughed a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you can pick anybody in this locker room, but you know, I feel like I'm the last person you probably want to talk about because I have a long memory. <laughs> That's a great response. I have a long memory. That is a perfect response. I can't wait for this game on Sunday. Think about the fact, too, the, the way the NFL – poo-poos the afternoon window drives me nuts like when you get those Sundays and there's like three games and one of them's like Raiders and Cardinals and Chargers and Texans and you're just like give me you know Seahawks and Broncos like can I get a damn game that I want to watch here please you get Niners and Dolphins and Chiefs and Bengals both in the afternoon window this week and our Portland media idiots think we want to watch the Seahawk Rams game (laughs) And so we'll get that on Fox instead of Dolphins. I mean, come Niners. on, catch the fever. The Rams are 100% healthy, right? That is right? such an egregious decision. <laughs> Whoever makes that decision by the Fox KPTV, you're in there. We window. need to. Uh, I need to I'll, talk to Krupke. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll text Krupke over the weekend and say, hey, whose call is it over there? No, I'm I mean, sorry. I, it's not their call. I think that's a national Fox. Thing no, 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 no. I no, think no, no. The Niners they're given national. They're usually well, given a couple of different. They're not given every game, but they're given a couple of different in ones your to choose entire from. Entire life, have they ever passed up airing a Seahawks game? Yes. They used to do it. Niners were the preemptive Fox yeah. team here for sure. my I'm not talking childhood. 30 years ago. I'm talking in the last 15 years. Since the Seahawks went know. to the Super Bowl with Holmgren, they have acted like this is C- Seattle light. Yeah. And I hate it. Because, look, some Seahawks games I'm excited for. I'm not excited to watch that garbage-ass no, no. It's a horrible Rams game. team. It's a horrible no. game. The Seahawks should kill them by 17. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they have numbers to support it. I have no idea. But, yeah, we need to uh, – I'll reach out to Krupke and see whose call it is over there. Maybe we can see if we can get that person on the air. The point is you got to find a TV with this game on. Yeah, this is why you watch the Red Zone, so you can see every game that's happening. And these, the afternoon slate's going to be amazing. I think Cincinnati is probably the most untalked-about team in the league right now. They, they have found their groove. They got off to a horrific start, losing the Pittsburgh member in Week 1 at home. It's like, what the hell happened there? Then they went on the road to Dallas, and Dallas beat up on them, and they lost. They couldn't protect Burrow. He's getting sacked like crazy. They had the close loss to Baltimore that I believe was a primetime game. And then the blowout randomly against uh, the Browns, which I want to say was like Halloween. Halloween. Halloween night, yeah. uh, but outside of that Browns blowout, they have won five out of six. They've done it the last couple of weeks without their biggest weapon and Jamar Chase, who there's a chance he's back. They spent big money on their offensive line in the offseason because it was so bad last year, and it just took them a while to gel. It took them a while to kind of figure out their communications and the way they want to work together and all that, and they have they have found their groove. And I know you can look at some of the wins like, oh, you beat Carolina, but they blew out Carolina the way you're supposed to. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh, and that was kind of a back-and-forth game, but divisional games are 
are always tough. They're always, uh, you know, difficult to win, and they were on the road in Pittsburgh. They went to Tennessee last week, and that was a game that was a toss-up for a lot of folks. No Jamar Chase. Tennessee's playing some decent football. Damn near beat Kansas City like they're in first place again. Here come the Titans. And they kind of choked them out in the second half. They ran the ball. They played defense. I, Cincinnati, to me, is the team that we're not spending enough time at this point in the year talking about. The Miami Dolphins are kind of the new flashy thing in the AFC. All the attention goes to Buffalo. All the attention goes to Kansas City. And this is an opportunity for Cincinnati to say, hey, remember who won the AFC last year? Remember when everybody said it's got to be Buffalo or Kansas City and neither of them even went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was because of us. This is a big moment for them this weekend. Well, and I think I think you mentioned divisional games. Like I, I, don't, I don't care the Bengals were in a back-and-forth tussle with the Steelers and they ended up burying them and covering. The Chiefs barely beat the Raiders at home. Remember that game? Yeah. That was a 4 Divisional game. games are tough, man. No matter how good or bad yes. you are, divisional games are always a dogfight. They, they are always tough. I think you're right to an extent on Cincinnati, and they win the AFC last year, and we're not necessarily talking about them the same way. But in the way we talked about seeing Dallas with Dak and McCarthy in the you-got-to-show-me level, mm-hmm. I know Cincinnati can win. But isn't there an element of their offensive line, which according to PFF is 24th in pass blocking, isn't there an element against teams like this this weekend which makes this game even more interesting where you kind of need to see them have a really good show-out game? Because if they don't and Kansas City gets to I mean, Chris Jones is – if Chris Jones existed 10 years ago, <laughs> he is the Aaron Donald of his time. But because Aaron Donald's here, Chris Jones is secondary to that. Mm -hmm. Chris Jones is a monster. And, I mean, if they can't pass block Chris Jones, you're not going to feel, I think, all that hopeful about them in the playoff picture despite them winning the AFC last year and having these weapons. You can't keep uh, an an immobile quarterback up and give him time. It's not going to succeed. So, like, to a certain extent, I respect Cincinnati. I've seen them play better I need to see their offensive line in this game. I need to I need to see them contain what Kansas City presents as a pass rush. And if they do that, you could have a home dog outright win this weekend. Yeah, the the kind of argument I would make is that I think their offensive line was worse last year and they still won the AFC. And so maybe maybe Joe Burrow's enough to overcome it and get rid of the ball quick and it eventually bit them in the Super Bowl because they had a play at the end of that game that maybe wins them the whole damn thing, but they couldn't uh, uh, keep Joe Burrow upright. And the other part of the, the offensive line ranking that I'd be really curious to dive into the numbers, because I know on the season they're not great. What if you if you broke that up in the first four or five weeks of the season and then the last four or five weeks of the season, how different is the grade? Because just in watching them outside of that Cleveland game, they seem to have been playing much better football. And they're giving Burrow some time. And they and their offenses look fine the last couple of weeks without Jamar Chase. Not quite as explosive, but they're finding ways. They're running the football. And so I, I think they just got off to a really bad start. And we kind of thought, oh God, I thought they spent money on this off. Like, what the hell happened here? Uh, and I think they found their groove a little bit. So I'll be curious how that broke down the first month of the season, the second month, month of the season, and then where does it go from here? Where do they end up ranked? Because I think that number is going to go uh, lower as the season goes on. Yeah, I'm trying to see something. So it's do do do. So Carolina, uh, okay. Carolina's twelfth in pass rush, to their credit. That's a cr- yeah. You got Burns there. Steelers obviously with Watt is he, always he was back in that game. Was always gonna be a monster. They're third in that category, and the other team they faced was the Titans. Yeah, and the Titans, according to PFF's pass pass rush grade, uh, where the hell are the Titans at? Am I miss? <laughs> I'm like going right over them. <laughs> Oh, they're 26. So the Titans are not So great. two of the three opponents in their last three are pretty respectable pass rush opponents, to your point. 
Uh, I still I still need to see it for this one. Like this is. We're putting Kansas City in the one or two category, right? Aren't we kind of thinking that? I mean, they're, they're technically there right now. Right. Yeah, I think they're the number one seed in the AFC. And so this is a big one. You, you're getting points at home. Like, Vegas thinks you're the lesser team. And both these sides now are leaning into the trash talk. This is a revenge spot for Kansas City. But they got to do it in Cincinnati. And so I, I just, I'm jacked to see this one. I'm curious to see what Burrow, what, what Chase looks like coming back, if that offensive line keeps him up. And conversely... What's Kansas City's offense going to be? Last mm-hmm. year with Tyreek Hill in the first half, it was fine. The second half, they really keyed on him, and Mahomes couldn't pivot away from him. Yep. And now this year, he's spreading the ball a little bit more around, and Kelsey's been an absolute monster. Kelsey's having one of the greatest tight end seasons of all time. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big matchup. Uh, I want to get into the other game before we get into some college football coming up here. Uh, Miami-San Francisco. Let's talk about that a little bit before we get uh, to Matt Mayoko at 730. We'll do that next. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll get into the Pac-12 stuff. George Klievkov talked about their media rights deal. I love what he's doing with that. He also said something that really pissed me off. Uh, the officiating thing? 
No, I mean, I'm, I, I, that's a broken record. They're gonna, we're gonna put a lot of time and effort into fixing it. Okay, sure, I'll believe that when that's I see it. That's Merton Hanks' problem now, <laughs> not mine. I've seen that every off season. I think my entire life. You know, the officiating's a problem. We're gonna fix it by next year. Okay, great. No, he, he said something else that. that Okay. Rattled my cage. I, I love his approach of uh we have a great media deal. It's gonna be an amazing media deal. We just we can't tell you right now. What's the deal? I don't know, but it's gonna be great. We have a health care plan, we'll roll it out in two weeks. That's the real energy we're getting from Kleovkov <laughs> with the media rights deal. It is, yes, it is. Uh Niners Dolphins is a game that dirt I, I am jacked through my gourd for. The Dolphins are one of the most entertaining teams to watch in football. They have the last time, uh, I think they only have uh, in the last like two months, like two games that they haven't scored 30 points. They are offensively having a good, as good a year as they've had in like 40 years. <laughs> like, and it should be noted the times that they didn't score over 30 points were games that their starting quarterback was out. Yes, yeah. They, they're rolling right now, and they pulled their starters last week against the Texans. The Texans creeped back into that thing. Almost backdoored you there, Bob. Oh, they should have. <laughs> it was close. As a guy who won the bet, they should have, <laughs> but they didn't, so God bless you. But they take on the Niners this week, who escaped the Saints last weekend in a slugfest of a football game, 13 nothing, And now you got McDaniel going against his mentor, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Where are you at on this one? I can't wait. I cannot wait. You know how I feel about the 49ers. I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. I think they're balanced. I think their defense is legit. They can run the ball. They got more weapons, or as many weapons, I should say, as any team in the NFL. Uh, and so this is a this is a formidable test. You're going on the road to San Francisco. And the 49ers, to me, are a team, I, I'll almost use like a Georgia example. Georgia, I think, has been this year in college football team that for big games, they show up. And you get their best effort. And for games when they play like Kentucky, it's like 16-6. to 6, And you're like, what the hell is going on there? Why is Georgia only up by 10 in the second half against Kentucky? The 49ers, the last couple of weeks, they get a divisional game against Arizona. Just steamroll them up and down the field. They can't be stopped. You come home, you're playing the Saints. The Saints suck. The Saints aren't going to the playoffs. They no-showed. It's 13 nothing. Probably could have been a game that they lost because they forced some red zone turnovers. Like, the 49ers are that kind of team to me that when when – when the lights are the brightest, they're going to show up and you're going to get their best punch. And then they're going to lose a game like on the road to Atlanta. It doesn't make any sense how they lost that game. They lost to Denver. They lost to Denver and Atlanta earlier this yeah, year. See, Atlanta, <laughs> I excuse because I remember the Atlanta game. They went in Atlanta. That was they had the nobody healthy. banged up yeah. point they'd had all season. They had nobody on the defensive line. They lost some secondary guys. Yeah, they lost like 12 to 11 to Denver. And you, I think you <laughs> sprayed the line on that game. You called it a mile away and they blew them out. Denver, like, that is... Oh, woof! Yeah, was your girlfriend, now? and they're gonna have another one. Like, like they'll host like the Packers and a cut, you know, or whatever. Like, there's gonna be one of those games. You're like, how the hell did the 49ers lose that? And we're all gonna question it. This to me is not one of those weeks. You're gonna get their best effort. Their defensive line is mostly healthy. It sounds like going into this game, which Armstead's I that's supposed to come back, which I think is the biggest deal. And I know that the Lions are the talk of the league. I, what Tua has done, Mike McDaniel might be my favorite person in all the NFL. You mean the Dolphins? Uh, the Dolphins. What did I say? Lions. Lions. I don't know why I said Lions. The Dolphins are awesome. Tua is great. Mike McDaniel's awesome. The only thing that I will say about the Dolphins is since Tua has come back from his injury, the teams that they have beaten, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 16 to 10. They beat, I can't even remember if he played in that game. The Lions, he was back for, I know that. They won 31 27 in a shootout. They beat the Bears in Chicago 35 32. They came home and played the Browns 39-17, and last week they played the Texans. Those are their wins. Now, they have quality wins from earlier in the season. The Buffalo game was a classic. The win over Baltimore where they came back, that bit me. So they have some quality wins. I'm not saying that they don't, 
But since he's come back from his injury, they have not beaten a playoff caliber team. And that's why I think this is a big challenge for them and a big test. And it's why I'm excited. The 49ers have been to a Super Bowl. The 49ers have been to an NFC Championship game. They were just there last year. Nobody's questioning their ability to compete at the highest level. For for all the you know things we got to see with Dallas or you know you're kind of there with Cincinnati, go prove it. I'm kind of there with Miami right now. Like I want to see you go on. If you want me to believe that you can go to Kansas City or to Buffalo or to Cincinnati and win in the playoffs, these are the kind of games you got to win. And I can't wait to see if they can do it on Sunday. Through 56 career starts, Jimmy G compared to Kurt Warner, 39-17. <laughs> Passer rating is 99.7 to 97.3 Jimmy G. Completion percentage is 67.8 to 66.7 Jimmy G. Pass down, uh, pass touchdowns to interceptions, two for Jimmy, 1.58 for Kurt, and yards per attempt, 8.33, 8.55. Put him in the Hall of Fame now. He is one of the greats, right? He's <laughs> one of the all-time great quarterbacks. Emmanuel Acho is now on that argument, too. That Jimmy G is one they, of the all-time They greats. win because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. Because look at look at their record with Jimmy and without Jimmy. So that has to be the case, right? Tua, the interesting thing on Tua <laughs> is McDaniels obviously turned them around and helps to have weapons like Hill and Waddle. Uh, Tua's season, to kind of put it in context, the highest completion percentage on throws of 10-plus yards in a single season, Drew Brees at 62, 2011 Drew Brees at 61.7, Tua's at 67.5. Unreal, man. The dude moves the ball through the air. I'm not using this to take a shot. It's just a little bit of context here. Their offense is moving the ball down the field. Justin Herbert has the second fewest yards per attempt in the NFL. He's oh, he's a checkdown king, man. He's throwing everything around the line of scrimmage. It's, it's so I know they're going to face each other next week. It just goes to show you the difference in what you're seeing offensively with what Miami has just to use the guy that Emmanuel Acho calls social media quarterback, Tua's at least moving the ball through the air, and that's the big thing, I think, for the secondary of San Francisco. You can't stay in front of Tyreek Hill, but what can you do to to bottle it up or make him go elsewhere, to limit him? They, they're starting to run the football really effectively mm-hmm. now. Jeff Wilson just got hurt, but they still have Mostert. I, I, if Miami can get it going, and Armstead is going to be out for this game for Miami, so the blindside blocking for Tua... That's the real thing, I think, is the defensive line for the 49ers. Bosa, Armstead coming back now. Obviously, Fred Warner and the linebackers having another monster year. That matchup defensively versus the offense, that's that's the chess match for me. For anybody that has questions about Miami, they will be answered in the next three weeks. They're on the road in San Francisco this week. They go on the road on Sunday night and play the Chargers. And then they go on the road and play Buffalo. That's a hell of a three week. You stretch. could lose all three. You yeah. could win all three. You could go one and two. You could go two and one. So maybe we're left saying, yep, they are kind of who we thought they were. Maybe they're better than we thought they were if they win all three of them. Or they could lose all three and you're left saying, what is Miami? The good little playoff team, but maybe not quite ready to contend. I'll ask you this and then we'll go to hour two. Can they win this game and you go, you buy it on the same level as any other team in the AFC? I think so. I think if they look good and they go on the road and say against that defense that's healthy without a starting offensive lineman and they, they put on a show and their defense shows up and can bottle up all those weapons of San Francisco, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Miami belongs in the conversation with everybody in the AFC. We'll talk with Matt Mayoko at 7.30 about this. We'll spray the line at 8.30. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague back with more on George Klievkoff and the Pac-12 on the Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex oh, heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 